your sacred space is where you can find yourself over and over again. Joseph Campbell. Another road trip, this time to Maine with two ends planned. To see my second child, now married, and immerse myself in the wild beauty that is endemic to Maine that includes inland trees, the most densely forested of the U.S. states at 89% forested, and an extensive, rugged coastline ranking at either 4th or 9th most coasted state in the country depending upon the measurement methodology. No matter the numbers, it is a gorgeous state to visit for those interested in wilderness exploration, sitting on the rocks watching the ocean swells, and scrumptious seafood including their signature and ubiquitous lobster rolls, a large marine crustacean once identified as subsistence food to only be eaten out of desperation and frequently pawned off on prisoners and the peasant class, now an extravagance amounting to $1.4 billion industry in Maine. Since the onset of the pandemic, road tripping has become our go-to method for indulging our travel appetite. We bought a new car to ensure we have enough space and reliability to accommodate two adults and two dogs, both of who get tail wagging and piss on the sidewalk excited to be in the car. This was our fourth road trip in the past two years amassing somewhere in the neighborhood of 15,000 miles. We've traveled southwest, northwest, southeast, and now to the northeast. We have the system down to an art. I do most of the driving while my partner plies me with food and drink and alerts for when the dogs need a piss or shit break. The extensive road time is building up my driving muscles for when I meander solo for four weeks with my coming sabbatical. Unlike the previous trips, the four-weeker will have only two set destinations and with one being to return home at the end. I plan on heading westerly stopping and starting as the whispering winds dictate. It should make for an interesting excursion. Planning our trips with specific destinations is classified as type 1 fun. It is planned. It is a good time. We enjoy ourselves. Type 2 fun may or may not be fun in the moment, but is fun to reminisce about post facto. A personal example, in the mid-1980s I hiked out of the Grand Canyon along the Bright Angel Trail, all 7.8 miles and 4,460 feet elevation gain in one day, carrying a backpack. At the rim, I stuffed my starving face and chugged two sodas then proceeded to puke my guts all over the pavement. It was a great and fun adventure, after the fact. Had I stroked out or heart attacked and died then the arduous adventure would not have met the definition of type 2 fun because I would not be around to reminisce. The primary catalyst for the main trip was to visit one of my children, the child I had not seen in a few years because of proximity and the nasty-ass COVID epidemic infecting our normal travel retinue that includes one national and one international destination each year. Secondarily, to explore the main coast including Acadia National Park, the only U.S. national park allowing dogs to hit the trails with their human companions. This is type 1 fun as were my plans to hang out with my daughter for a couple of days. Type 1 fun. On our first day together, we headed out to Freeport, Maine, the home of outdoor giant L.L. Bean of Duck Boots fame. It was their first product and the foundation on which their empire was built. Those boots still sell out every year. I've never owned a pair. I shunned them in my college years because they were the chosen footwear of the dreaded preppy peoples, a fashion trend peaking in the 1980s. I was so anti-preppy, I opted for the antithesis embracing punk fashion partly to stick it in the face of the reviled preppies and because my preferred music of that time was new wave and punk. The clothes went with the music. Those were fun times. We are both outdoorsy types frequently finding soul sustenance in nature spirituality so we went to Wolf Neck Wood State Park for the ambience offered. It was heavily wooded with ample coastal waters making it quintessentially Maine. I am not a big fan of dense forests. They leave me feeling claustrophobic. I enjoy looking at them from a high perch where the shades of green seem to vary infinitely or from the outskirts when autumn colors dominate adding warm reds and vibrant oranges. 
However, being deep in a forest when I can't see into the distance induces feelings of being trapped and suffocating despite the amenities such as the cooling shade, the colorful allure of flower clusters blooming in the shadows, the birds chanting from hidden perches and high tree limbs. It is an ecosystem I prefer encountering on the outside looking in. I strongly prefer wide-open vistas including the homes of roaming buffalo, pronghorn, javelina, and bighorn sheep or cactus-studded landscapes requiring acute attention to avoid being impaled by prickly plants or piercing by reptilian fangs. Preferring the spiritual undertones of serene water and the gently lapping waves planting wet kisses on the shore, we hiked the less than half-mile to the secluded beach. Because a couple of people were already there and a few behind were headed in our direction, we cut right along the shore finding a small, rock outcropping surrounded by water on three sides, a perfect perch for sitting in heart-to-heart conversation without fear of human interruption. Our conversations are rarely superficial. Typically, they are deep forays into the heart and journeys into our consciousness experiences and unconscious buttresses. All undertoned by the meaning of life and getting the most out of our time on earth, at least this round of our time on earth. There is so much to examine in our present incarnations, we almost never delve into our past or future lives. We can sustain deep conversations because we are both highly spiritual. I did learn we both have a deep affinity for trees and the spirits inhabiting the oldest tree sages. I would call us spiritual sensitives even though neither of us dwells in the illusionary comfortable trap of organized religions. We were there at one time in our lives before maturing deeper into spirituality allowing us to shed the unholy crutch, can spiritual exercises, and unwavering obedience on which organized religions rely. They prefer people to not think for themselves for it may conflict with the carefully constructed illusions they wish to propagate as truth in order to control their followers. We both shuha read out of that growth trap long ago. The few hours we spent conversating on the rocks were partly about the beauty of nature, mostly diving into the churning mix of our unique forms of insanity, insanities we strive in our own ways to drive toward sensibilities. Sometimes, staying in our insanity is the better choice for even perceived sensibility may be nothing more than insanity disguised. The insanity she sees in me includes my unwillingness to let go of the illusion that I should continue working and building up my retirement nest egg when, based on family history, it is a strong possibility I will not have the time I crave to enjoy scrambling those eggs into a delicious, Tabasco-accented delicacy. The insanity I see in her, well, that's hers to share in her time, on her schedule, with her words. Type 2 Fun The waves seemed to be picking up based on the increasingly frequent water splashing on us yet they did not appear to be getting larger. I pretty much blew it off. Historically, I am a landlubber living in close proximity to Lake Michigan, a lake looking like an ocean from the shore but never lived near the ocean though I have visited them a number of times. This means I've heard of the tide coming in, seen the effects of rising and sinking water, but never had to adjust my life to deal with water slowly troughing then cresting to inundate the shoreline. My daughter started laughing and pointed to the now non-existent land bridge we crossed to reach the rocks. In its place, well not in its place, where the exposed land bridge had been was almost two feet of water cutting us off from the shoreline proper. Initially, I felt panicky. How was I, how were we to cross back to shore? I was about to step into the water still wearing my shoes because I didn't want to cut my delicate feet on submerged and hidden rocks. My daughter convinced me to remove them. I lowered myself into the ocean relieved the depth was only about two feet. The hem of my long shorts ended up wetted while everything else stayed dry. Thankfully, I did not slip and fall. My new car did not have any towels for drying and I would be loath to have the seats wet with a potential musty lingering smell. After waiting the 10 yards to shore, my daughter explained to me the concept of two fun types. I had to concur it was fun, looking back. Had the water been closer to 4 feet, it would have taken me longer to see the humor even in retrospect.
we drove back to Freeport for a delicious haddock lunch eaten outdoors on the streets of the quaint town directly across from the massive L.L. Bean Mothership store. We explored the streets of Freeport, a roughly four-block area dominated by the Bean store. There was also an ice cream shop where we experienced another type of fun. Like Type 2 fun, it is serendipitous, unplanned. Unlike Type 2 fun, it is fun in the moment. For the sake of discussion, I dub this Type 3 fun. Perhaps, I should copyright the term? Type 2 plus 1 fun. We asked the clerk if the shop sold root beer floats. Root beer floats, aka black cows, are a combination of vanilla ice cream soaked in root beer and eaten with a spoon. They were a staple of my children's upbringing. I made them on a semi-regular basis sometimes for celebration, most times simply for enjoyment of the decadent treat. Neither of us had had one of the delicious floats in quite some time. The clerk said they didn't sell floats but that she could give us cups of vanilla ice cream and purchase a locally sourced root beer and make our own. No-brainer. She filled two cups to the brim with ice cream, a lot more than we expected. As had been our undergirding theme, we ate them outside, seated on the benches adjacent to the street. We were the only ones there making it at once peaceful and joyous. This was a combination of planned fun and serendipitous fun so I dub it type 2 plus 1 fun. Rounding out the trip. The remainder of the trip was spent partly in Jonesport where we ended up, mostly, sitting in our room trapped behind the windows by the incessant rains. We did a couple of drives but we did not do any hiking. The rain stopped for our final destination, Acadia National Park, the only national park that allows dogs on the trails. The park is beautiful with dense forests and miles of coastline. Many flowers were in full bloom adding a nice colorful touch against the green backdrop. Most of my photos, I didn't take my normal hundreds, were taken in Acadia. The one drawback to Acadia was the masses of people everywhere we wanted to visit. We do love our national parks. Too bad more of the country isn't wrapped up in these protected islands. We did get our pass to visit Cadillac Mountain where access is strictly limited due to the number of people desiring a visit and the limited parking. Once in during the allotted time window, one is allowed to stay as long as desired. So, I don't know how well the pass system actually ensures parking is available, unless it is there to scare people away. Conclusion As beautiful as Maine is, I don't see myself going back. I'm not a fan of dense woods. They leave me feeling claustrophobic. I prefer wide-open expanses allowing me to see far into the distance. The ocean is wide open and could be lots of fun but I don't have a boat and rentals can be quite pricey. I wouldn't mind trying my hand at deep-sea fishing but that's something that can be done anywhere along the east coast so I would more than likely jump off from someplace warmer from a place I've yet to visit. But not Florida, a place that is one and done for me despite the amazing Everglades tree encounter and the airboat-slash-alligator tours. Although, I might be convinced to return for another manatee swim. I should say, I don't see myself returning to Maine, except to visit my daughter where I'm sure we would again enjoy the two plus one types of fun. June 12, 2022